You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Harden, and today we're talking all about how and when to type your kids. I am so excited to have two very special guests with me today, my daughters, Hannah Quimby Harden and Melody Jane Harden. They are teenagers and they are just awesome young ladies who have been using the Enneagram in their lives now for about five years. So I'm really happy to help you guys to differentiate, to navigate, to figure it out with them by my sides. These guys are my trusty sidekicks. We're together almost all the time anyway, and it's just going to be such a fun episode. So I hope you enjoy it. I have been enjoying previewing the episode a little bit while going through their baby books. They had to get them out recently for a party they went to, and I just kept them on my desk. And I have been really fascinated by some of the things that we'll talk about in the episode that I found in the baby books that correspond to their Enneagram types years later. But of course, the reservations I have for you at the beginning of this episode are please do not type your kids before it's time. And that is going to be different for every child. Most Enneagram experts agree that the late teen years are almost always a better time to do this than the early teen years. However, my kids having been raised by a person who was specifically doing play therapy types of techniques with them since they were really little, they were ready a little bit sooner. And you might be somebody whose kids are just super insightful, or you've been working with them on therapeutic techniques for years, and they're ready. So we're going to leave that up to you as to the exact day and time when you talk about the Enneagram with your kids. And I will let you know what tests I recommend and things like that at the end of the episode too. But I just want you guys to be able to sit back with us to enjoy memories as we talk. We're recording this right before Christmas. So I hope that you guys are having a really Merry Christmas time. And we are definitely excited to be watching our Christmas movies and do some of our traditions that we talked about last year on the show when I had my daughter Hannah on. So if you missed that episode, that's back a year ago this Christmas. And so you can go back to that one and hear more about our traditions. But this year, we just really want to help you to hear from their perspectives also what it was like to be typing themselves young. We're going to be talking about what it was like to uh, type others and how they use it in culture and media and to navigate friendships. And we're going to also talk about, of course, some of their reservations that they have and maybe ways they've been exhausted by the Enneagram as kids and overly labeled. So we're going to go through all that with you today. I'm so excited. We girls actually got surprised because my husband and son came on this episode a little bit too. So you get to hear a little bit from Jack for the first time and Wes just jumps on, but I'm so glad we got a chance to all five of us during this Christmas season to be able to just have a second to to just say, you know, thanks God for the Enneagram. It's made our lives a little bit easier as we're getting to know each other and how we work better. Two big things before they come on. One of them is make sure that you understand you're not alone if you're dealing with grief and loss and sorrow at this time of the year. Don't forget to go get my freebie called the Prayer Refresh Cycle. Obviously, we're all going to pray in our own ways, but I, at EnneagramandMarriage.com, I actually have a nice freebie for you if you want to lay it by your bedside like one of my clients did this week, just to have to remind yourself, I'm allowed to lament, I'm allowed to go into gratitude, and then to make my daily plans. Sometimes it's helpful to just know you're not alone when you need time to do that. And it's also a great time to just do, I do a lot of walk and talks with God at this time of year. Yes, even as a thinking type who struggles sometimes in my faith journey, I really enjoy those times. And it's just a beautiful time to say, you know, holidays bring out the best and the worst of us. And I want to make sure that 
it's more toward the best. And even when my spouse isn't at their best, I want to have the best I can be. Make sure that you are taking that time away to do your thinking, to do your feeling, to do your lamenting if needed, and to know you're not alone in that. I have heard from everybody. And that's why actually my weeks, as I mentioned on the Arrows podcast, have been so busy because I almost expected, like most years, things dwindle in December, and this year it got more and more intense. And I just realized it's just been a hard couple of years for people, and people feel like at odds, like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be so happy right now. What's going on? We're struggling. I'm struggling. So you're not alone. But I do want to say, on a serious note, if you're having a mental health emergency, make sure you do call somebody, touch base with somebody, touch base with a professional. Just do not do this alone. You are worth it and you are important and your voice matters even if you feel like you messed up. Every one of us messes up sometimes. So I just have to throw that in for the holidays if that's when you're listening or when Ever you're listening to be strong, to take some time away, to lament, grab hold of that freebie in particular if you need that encouragement. And so I also want to say that if you're struggling in marriage, don't forget to grab hold of our glow guides if you just need to say like, how do our numbers work together? This is a great stocking stuffer, as I've been saying on the podcast. Or if you're like us and you really like, I want to do a whole body, heart, head, everything for this coming year kind of a check and to do this weekly with your spouse. That's what Wes and I are doing. And don't forget to get our glow planner to use the code relationship planner, because that's going to be a really good thing to get before the new year. If you're like, oh man, we always struggle with money after the new year. So buy it now, load it up under the tree, but just understand that that is normal for you to feel frazzled in your marriage at this time of year. So we really wanted to give you something good to start with for next year. So those two things are the big updates for us before the girls come on. And like I said, my husband and son, just the tiniest bit, but really just wanted to make sure you guys had both free resources. And if you need deeper dives, then you had those two. And you know, our actual type by type deeper dives are coming out next year early. So those are all fun things for you guys to have right around the corner. And we just want to keep delivering you guys great things. And yeah, we're just in those last few days of the holidays with you guys. My daughter, Melody, just finished Moby Dick today. We're talking about it. And it was like, just, I mean, just to stop like for one second on literature, because we don't have much time for that today. I just want to say when you read a book that symbolic that is all about like man's quest to fight against nature and to try to overcome the nature of people of God and the wrestling we do and how we can take ourselves down when we do it. It's there's just the imagery, everything is rich as an allegorical tale of of course there's elements of Jonah. It's a masterpiece by Herman Melville. I'm not even going to say I recommend it after teaching it for the third or fourth time. I'm like I'm not going to say I recommend it, but I do recommend that you take the big lesson from it, which is, you know, life is tough. Don't get lost in revenge. Don't get lost in um, fighting God because you can't do it. You have to go with the flow. Sometimes you have to do uh, what God is calling you to do and you can't really fight nature. So I want you to work with it. Work with all these people in your life. Work with everything you've got going on. and, And yet, of course, the yet is keep growing, keep learning, keep chiming in with your gifts. Do not think that you don't have value or gifts or a piece of all of this because we want you to know this is your story. Just like we had the whole Moby Dick, call me Ishmael as the opening line there. 
we don't know if that was a symbol for him saying, I'm Ishmael, and that's my actual name, or more than likely, it was him saying, you know, Ishmael biblically was cast away, but somehow I'm still here. Somehow God still gave me a voice, gave me a purpose, gave me a rhythm for this day, and I'm going to do my best with it. So even if it's not fully gracious, I want you to, as my girls would say, if you don't go full out and dance, um, I want you to still just do your best and it'll, it'll be okay. But take that time away. Take the time to invest in either freebies or some of the deeper journeys we're doing here at Enneagram and Marriage. And I'll be talking to you very soon, but I just wanted you to have that no matter where you're at on your journey. Hi guys. I'm so happy to have you guys here. Hi. I have my whole crew here. My son even stepped in for a minute. Hannah and Melody are going to be sharing, but we have our special Jack with us today. So Mm -hmm. hi, Jack. Hi. He is, what type do you feel like you are? I am a six wing seven. Okay. (laughs) So this is where we are today. (laughs) But but tomorrow we might have someone say seven wing six, huh? (laughs) I switch moods a lot. Yes. So sometimes we're kind of giving you that intro that when you have, how old are you? I am nine. Yeah, so when you have a nine-year-old, you have to be a bit flexible, especially if it's a six or a seven, because we have a lot of energy and enthusiasm, and so there's a lot going on in that little brain, huh? Yeah, I'm very secure. I even made a trap for the door so we can hear who comes in our house. Yes, <laughs> Yeah, and remember when you were really little and I said how many more swords you would need? Do you remember what you answered me? Uh, no. You said just one more because you always <laughs> felt just one more security measure would be perfect. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah, so mostly I do think you're right on for being a six, and I've been sharing about you lately too. So Jack loves to do theater, and what else do you like to do? Uh, I like to draw a lot. Yeah, and what else are you in that you enjoy? Uh, I like to play soccer. Mm-hmm. Something that involves fighting. Oh, I like to do Taekwondo, too. <laughs> yeah, because he's getting... What belt are you on now? A uh, white belt slash uh, black belt. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that, actually black belt. It's like a, just a black stripe on the white belt. Yes, yes. And he's moving as he's talking, too. So he is just all over the place, and I love him so much. And he is a six-ish person, so we want to include him in all the things, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> so we love you, Jack. Okay. Bye. <laughs> so I'm going to have the girls tell us a little bit about them and their type two. And before we just get to the girls, I'm just going to say one more quick thing about Jack is that Jack is a really good friend to people. And so that's helping us with our sexishness of him because he's always getting the label as the nicest, kindest friend, but also very impish and kind of a sneak, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's so cute. I know. So he's got that mischievous flair like our sixes, and that's just a fun way of typing him so far. But like I said, it changes. So dad just walked in. So we are having just a family time as we process through how to type your kids and when to type your kids. And if you should type your kids, what do you think, Wes? E&M for life. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Oh, um... <laughs> I think that it is extremely useful for parenting, for marriage, for work, for helping people in choosing and spending time with friends, and definitely very useful 
for picking a dog. <laughs> of course. made a big mistake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that could be a whole other show. Um, but our boys are kind of wild cards in our lives as far as just this episode <laughs> and all the time. And I think that it just goes to show you that when you put the Enneagram inside of a family dynamic, you have all kinds of patterns and circuits. And I'm just excited to get you guys to see the girls too and hear about their stories and how they really know their Enneagram types and what they recommend to you guys. So let's have the girls say hi and tell us about themselves. Hi, I'm Hannah. I'm a four wing three. And I'm Melody and I'm a nine wing eight. Okay, so girls, tell us about your journeys with the Enneagram. Our audience has heard so much about you, and you've both been on other episodes. Melody joined me for the nine episode a little bit, and then Hannah did a Christmas tradition episode with me. But tell them about how you started on your journey to the Enneagram, because everyone's leaning in to listen. What do you recommend when we're trying to type kids and such? I didn't always know that I was a four. Um, When we were first discovering the Enneagram, I assumed that I was a one. My dad is a one, and... And so I always thought that, you know, I connected really well with him and I had similar traits. But of course, I had them with my mom as well. So after some time, I thought that I was also having a lot of two traits. So then I was like, okay, maybe one wing, two. We didn't even know much about wings then. So then I thought maybe just two. But it was a couple years later that I really discovered, okay, I really connect with type four. And I always had thought type four is just the classic romantic wanting to be in a romantic relationship. But really romance just means so much more about enjoying the depths of life and just being present in it and enjoying the artistic side of life. So I really connect with type four. I'm a four wing three. And so I love getting to know my different wings five and three. Oh, I love that, Hannah, that you just explained your process and how sometimes as a kid or an adult, you actually might get it wrong at first because you're not looking at core motivations or your family's still learning about the test. And it's really not even a test as much as it is just a process and an exploration of yourself. And it's been amazing to find out about being a four. So we'll talk more about that too. Melody, I would love to hear from you. Yeah. So I'm a nine wing eight and I've actually known that since I was nine years old when I first took the Enneagram test and I recently took the tri-type test a year ago and I got 937 so it's still very similar and I haven't really differed from the type 9 at all but I've always struggled with just balancing my wings and my subtypes but I think I definitely improved over the past year especially through quarantine and as my mom has upgraded her podcast a little I've just totally been able to relate to my wings more and totally balance out the whole type itself. That is so true. And I love how you're right. We're learning as a family. So even as Hannah said too, at the beginning, when we first discovered Enneagram, it was working for me and my clients and bringing it home a little bit. We were tentative, but we were wrong on some things with Hannah's type. But with Melody's, she was spot on. She knew who she was right from the beginning. And how do you guys think that this has changed your process for growing up because you're in the growing up years and putting this test or, and you guys are using the word test, but we also use the word just the Enneagram process, the Enneagram journey. How do you think that's been part of your journey so far? I think just really for me as a four, um, but just for all types to know that just accepting that it is a journey and that it's not just going to probably click right away. It took all of us a couple of tries and even Melody as a nine. Yeah, she knew she was a nine, but we're all still figuring out who we are. So I think that growing up, it's been wonderful for me to explore the wings of my four and just get to know myself 
and not feel boxed in because I know that I'm more than a number and I know that I have my identity in Christ and I have a whole personality. So it's wonderful to explore that through my type four and also just exploring that by learning from other types as well. I love how Hannah reminds us that she's really continuing to use it to grow. And I am so excited to ask the girls about how it's changed their relationships. But Melody, tell us a little bit more too. So I've definitely used the Enneagram in just my personal journey through Christ and through all the emotions of growing up. It's been really helpful to identify why I'm feeling certain ways, like why I'm suddenly sad or why I feel the need for peace and it just really has helped me grow through my relationships with my family and with my friends and just identifying why I'm close with this person or why it's a little bit rocky with this person and why I am the way that I am. I love that Mel. I love that you've just gained insight because as you're underlying saying here, sometimes we don't always have the best relationships with everybody. We have people who love, absolutely adore our personalities and other friends who say, you know, you're a great person, but not for me. I guess I just want to ask you, has that been helpful for you to have the Enneagram as a way to explain that? Yes, definitely. I think sometimes some people just don't blend well with your personality and that's okay. And I think you can really grow to love that person and to have a friendship with that person, even if your personalities don't perfectly fit together. So you would say even if somebody is a very different type or a different subtype, that you think it's worth pursuing the relationship? Yes, you definitely shouldn't just give up on someone just because their type doesn't agree with yours. Yeah, I totally agree with that as well. I mean, opposites attract as we all know. And sometimes people are just so opposite that you might say we will love each other from a distance. But honestly, I think you can really grow when you find that you have differences. And those differences can be beautiful. I love to hear you guys say that. And I guess I want to ask you, what do you feel like that's looked like? And without going into details on friends because they're not on this podcast, but maybe in our family, what have you really noticed was a growth path for you with different family members? And it's also okay to just be honest and say, here's what we're still working on. I sometimes butt heads with my dad sometimes as he is a type one and two body types can sometimes get a little rough as we are both trying to be heard. And he really wants the power sometimes and I'm feeling like I'm not heard and then I try and take it and it doesn't go well. (laughs) But um Overall, I think we've grown a lot just accepting that we both need to be heard and we both need to let each other have the floor sometimes and just not let our body types get the best of us. (laughs) Yes, and I love that too as I've loved growing with my parents' relationships. Me and my mom have really similar types. I am a 479 and she is a, you're a... um, And I'm a 749. Yeah, so we're so similar. So I think it's been really cool for us to just explore our similarities and yet these differences that make us different. And I've loved exploring that with my siblings as well, just getting to know them and how to show them respect and just what their love languages are so that, you know, we can get along as best as we can. (laughs) So these two, along with their brother, really are best friends and You've heard me talk a lot about them if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, but even with such different types, I want to just encourage our audience when your kids are very different types. I have Hannah here with her heart type, Jack's got his thinking type, whatever it is, and Melody's with her body type. How do you guys feel like you've navigated to be so strong in your relationships still? Like, What is your thought about that for you and or for others? 
I definitely feel like our relationships have grown with each other from the different types, from the different subtypes, and from most of us being social. As far as differences go, I feel Hannah is a little more self-preserving than me and Jack are. And it's a really good balance because sometimes me and Jack can tend to be a little more extroverted and out there, whereas Hannah needs to kind of bring us in and help us to remember the emotions. And all three siblings are very different. Jack is a little more of the anxious type, which is super sweet, especially at his age, because he really just comes to us with his life problems. And it's just really sweet to help him through that. And Hannah really likes to talk about her relationships and friendships with people and I like to talk more about just what we're doing in life and the events that we have planned and stuff like that because I'm very comfortable and I don't want to talk about the hard stuff sometimes whereas Hannah likes that sometimes but um and I kind of change the topic but other than that I feel like we get along (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah we for sure do we're all best friends and I love how Mel talked about us all being a bit self-preserving sometimes because I really do think that's the truth. We're all so social as a family, like we have so many activities going on, but at the same time, we're all best friends and we all just love our time and we get to come home on those rare times during the week when we'll like have a family night or something. We need to, yes, we get so worn down with ourselves and we don't always realize it, but those nights are really important just for family time. We just needed our time at home, let's just say that. (laughs) Yes, yeah, I think I even told this audience about how we were out at a friend's Alana's event and so we had a blast, but it was just definitely, like we're just saying as our family, We needed our time and everyone showed up reactively in a different way when we didn't take it. Uh, So anyway, yes. So when you guys are balancing out your family, don't forget what we're saying that we're learning the hard way sometimes, but uh, when we're actually doing our work, it's more beautiful. And, And I like how my daughters are here saying, gosh, you know, we're best friends, but sometimes we do want different things in life. So as families, sometimes you might make the choice, well, Today we'll watch a movie that Hannah wants to watch, which is a little deeper. And next time we're not going to do that because Melody needs something to chill with that's a little bit more lighthearted. Do you guys think that that's been helpful to you to to know your types and to know why you guys didn't, didn't or did want certain types of media or music? Yes, I think something we can both agree on, all three of us actually, is just music. It really helps us grow together in our types. And I like love the variety of lighthearted songs versus songs where you can just have a good cry to and all the in-betweens. It's just been really helpful to us because sometimes on movie night, our family can get a little chaotic choosing the movie because some want The Notebook and others want the a different show that's way lighthearted. So I'd rather watch The Office than The Notebook. But um, music is definitely a good way for us to connect, which is why we listen to a lot of Taylor Swift because she has sad songs and happy songs and all the in-betweens um but movie night's definitely a great night on wednesday night for connecting yes i also agree with that and i think that movie nights and music and just the different ways that our family connects i really think that it's been so funny because i as a four people are like in my family like how did we ever think you weren't a four like there is no other type for you (laughs) like she's the strongest four you ever meet (laughs) yes so obviously i'm growing in all the types but very strong in my four and i loved seeing my family's types grow as well yes and we love to see yours grow as well too and i think that at the heart of this episode i really want to encourage our listeners to not shy away from 
typing because I feel like by the time your kids leave, you're about done and their brains are starting to finish developing. So it's really nice to be able to say like what's going on with them and what can we do? Even if you can't get to their exact type, just like we're doing with Jack, we got to his center of intelligence and we're aware that he's working in that fear triad. So the girls spend time on that with him, as do I, as does their dad, on how to build confidence into him. And sometimes just doing things on his own has been a huge step. He's definitely a little social guy and he loves just being around his family constantly. So being alone for him sometimes helps him process that he doesn't have anything to be afraid of at the moment. True. And what's funny about him with those six-ish qualities is that he seems to develop family even when you guys aren't there too. Have you noticed that? Yes, especially in the theater setting. I mean, honestly, he comes so alive on stage. And it's funny because we always joke that when he's at home and we ask him to practice for us or sing for us or show him something he's working on, he shies away and he does not want to show us. Isn't that right? Definitely. Yeah, he's always just like, no, you'll see it eventually. And he loves it to be a surprise so that when we really do see him, he shines. You do that too, Hannah, as a four. Ah! I just noticed that today with your dancing at church. Well, I wanted that to be a surprise. So I guess that's true. Me and Jack do relate a lot on that. She had to be unique. (laughs) Wow, yes. We should all embrace our uniqueness. (laughs) Yes, we should. And I love that you guys both do and that you're still best friends even with all those differences. Um, I also remembered you guys telling me something that I wrote down about just with your type not wanting to be boxed in. Um, I know you're very confident in your types, but has it been frustrating at times when maybe a parent like myself or others have maybe typed overly typecast you well obviously if a bad thing happens or you're being yelled at which i'm not saying happens a ton it is a little awkward to be told it's because you're leaning into your three or your six or it's because you're a nine it's a little hard for you to process that but when you think of it in a positive way and is this is just my personality but it's not like what i have to have my personality be A lot of my life, you know, loving the anagram and having my parents helping me to discover more about my type, it's been so beautiful, but it's also been just so important for me to know and for us siblings to know that there is no tight grip that is boxing you in saying that you only have these traits or these flaws or these things that you're going to go to. Like, there's just so much grace. And obviously... There are struggles where we can all sometimes stereotype somebody because we think that they might only have this way to react or these feelings, but it's just a really beautiful thing and a really great way that we have connected over time, just accepting that we all have flaws and there is grace and we're forgiven and there is just beauty in discovering more about how we can grow. That's so beautiful, Hannah, and it really feels like some foregrowth there too, just as you talk about like even if we have flaws and even if we're not fully always understood, we still have a lot of grace. Hannah definitely put that really well as you don't have to be boxed in as a type. It's almost a choice, but if someone's telling you that's just because you're that type, it's just that one of their weaknesses. And everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses. That's what I love about having a tri-type is it doesn't box you up as to one type but it kind of says i really relate to this mind this heart this body type and it just really helps you grasp that you don't have to be just one number 
I also think that's a beautiful thing about you as a nine male because nines do exude the traits and the gifts of all types. And so you also especially probably don't want to be boxed into one type. Yes, especially as a nine, it is kind of hard to be told that you're just this one when you try to exude all the different types. That's true. And you've had quite a journey coming into your power. I would love to hear you say to people just, I mean, I feel like in in your situation and story, had you not had the Enneagram, that we might have missed some really important things. Like, how did that affect you, like really finding out your type over the last five years? Well, I've constantly had certain adult figures not only adults but just figures in my life who have kind of put me down as a nine just kind of saying like some have preferred Hannah over me or some have just said like you're to this or that and it's just been so helpful to me as a nine to realize that that's just Satan's way of getting at me and I know my identity in Christ and I know that I have power like I have a voice and I can be heard that's so so amazing for me to hear I'm so happy that you've had that just blessing of knowing how precious and amazing you are even though people will tend to sleep to you or not hear you and maybe your peacefulness is exuding more lately I've been thinking it's your power that's been intimidating people. I used to think it was your peace, but even going back to your baby book, I saw all these powerful examples where I'd say she was strong. And weren't you and your dance friends just looking at your baby picture and saying the same thing? Yes. My mom actually sent in a baby photo of me that I just happened to be like flexing my muscles and oh I didn't even have muscles. Gosh. It was baby fat, but it looks it so funny cutest. because I'm like, have my arms close to me and I'm just like flexing them, even though I'm like one in the photo. Yes. I was like, that is her and her eight wing power. Yes. <laughs> baby Melody. <laughs> yes. It was so cute. And she was just showing her beautiful, big strength and I think that was really intimidating to a lot of people. I can just remember you pounding on the dance floor to get in at age (laughs) one, literally, and trying to help other babies at age one. And I just think that all that power was sometimes missed. Yeah, it's just something that happens to me as a nine sometimes, but I think it's also partly my fault just not putting myself out there enough. But lately, I've been truly trying to embrace that power and try to be heard more and stand up for myself and it's truly helping how do you feel like that's helped you or hannah can speak up a little bit about melody too just because i know you don't like to brag but how has it helped you to know your type in this way well it's helped me to process emotions and why i don't like as heavy of topics sometimes because i really want peace in my heart and my soul and my mind and so I have to push myself through those hard times and those hard people and those hard situations. And it's really helped me be more powerful and present myself like standing up straight. I like to wear these pants that I call boss pants just to make me feel more confident. Yes. And it just really helps me to realize my strength, my power that I have in myself and in Christ. I love how you girls keep bringing faith in because I do sometimes on this podcast and that everyone shares our faith perspective, but I think it's really helpful to hear how faith in a teenager's life can help them through a lot of their Enneagram work when maybe the world forgets them or social situations they feel forgotten. There's this beautiful reminder of how precious you are and how you are made well. Yes, definitely. So I love that you guys are sharing like what is helpful about knowing your type from each of your points, nine and four. And there's kids of every type. You shared a little bit about the thinking type. But tell us about like, has it been helpful for you with navigating friendships 
as well or and even just learning your french types has that been helpful oh yes i think this has for sure been so helpful and there is never any judgment that i try to put on um, our friends because i understand that as we were saying everybody has their weak points and flaws and it doesn't mean we have to stereotype somebody and put them in a box Um, But it's been so beautiful for me to connect with our friends in different ways as I know more about them through knowing their types and I've just watched them grow and it's been a beautiful thing and um, we can even glow together. It doesn't have to be just romantic glow, but it can just be friendships glowing together by knowing what our struggles are and just how we can grow and glow through them. So that's been really cool and really precious. You know, one of those examples is with one of your best friends who's an eight. And we really have noticed when you guys hit, like, I mean, she's now 16, but even through those middle adolescent years of puberty, like it was fun for me and hard both to to watch you guys with one wanting to introvert more, one friend wanting to extrovert more. And knowing your types, I think, helped you guys through and you could have lost that friendship. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just think that when you have, with whatever relationship you're in, with when you have an extroverted type and an introverted type, it's just so important to know that you can just meet each other in the middle and respect each other and just really um, grow together and not have any judgment. And that's been really fun. So I loved exploring that with my friends. I've loved watching that and just seeing you hang on for dear life when you're like, hang on, we're different. How can we figure this out? And when we've talked it through a little, just even five minute conversations, I'm not talking about our therapy and coaching sessions, just five minutes of sitting down to say like, hey, this friend seems to be operating from this place, or maybe they really already know their Enneagram type and here's their perspective, I think has been a world of difference for you guys. Yeah, totally. I definitely agree with that. And even having two extroverted friends or two introverted friends it's the same in both ways just everyone has a different personality and you can easily lose a friendship if you're not pouring into it yeah you are such a caring friend melody you and hannah are both very thoughtful and that's been i think your friends have loved that about your four and nine-ness and i think you've been a model for them and then lots of them have been just generous to you too But I think that as you've shown more of your nine power, I've watched friendships flourish with you. Yes, it's definitely been such a huge change. It's helped me mature more as a person, just stepping away from being that shy, not wanting to be confident person and towards that awake nine. Yeah, and what else I've noticed with you is I think before there was a sense of using your eight wing to push in and kind of force it. And now you've just grown to be exuding that three arrow so much. And I know that's your first arrow when you do that nine, three, six move and you attract people now, like you're a magnet instead of having to force yourself onto people. Yes. And I've also noticed I'm more of a magnet to more powerful people. (laughs) And it's, I used to be more of like the powerful one in the relationship Mm -hmm. and I still am, but now it's more equal and now it's i'm meeting more people who are awake <laughs> that's true a lot of eight friends <laughs> definitely <laughs> and you're just like they're like mel like running up to you like she's vibrant she's fun she's alive and she's witty so i love that about you yes definitely and they still love hannah just as much <laughs> oh my gosh because having a four in your corner is like having this endearing whimsical creation <laughs> with all Creature. these ideals <laughs> 
Yes, as Uncle David uh, adores her, who's another four. All the fours love all the fours. It's just this little secret in between them. It's true. And we have a lot of fours in our family, and they adore each other and support each other. So we we just love them. But I just want to say, girls, I just want you to, to know that you're so much more than your type. And I just hope every parent listening or future parent listening will help their kids to know that if they decided to change their Enneagram type because they had a realization later, that that's totally okay because you're still in development. Do you girls both know that? Yes, absolutely. Identity is such a huge thing, especially for teens today. And I think it's just important for them to know where their source of identity is coming from. As a Christian, I know that mine is coming from my relationship with Christ. Um, but that may be different for different teens. And it's just so important to know that you have an identity and your life matters and your voice needs to be heard. And Melody can totally um, relate to that as a nine, but we all can. So that's just so important for teens and kids and all people to know through stages of life. Yeah, just standing up for yourself and your Enneagram type and don't, not allowing yourself to be boxed in by other people, but allowing yourself to find that power and that confidence in your type, whichever type you are. Does You don't have to be a nine or an eight or whatever. I want to see that five power, that four power, that seven power, whatever type you are. Yes, I love that you guys are encouraging others to just take up their best of their type. And um, I'm going to ask you guys really quick, what do you think is the best of your types that you can offer to others? You've already talked about how you like to be comforted, Melody. Um, you've talked about that on another episode. You've talked about how you're awake. But what do you think is really the best part about knowing your type? If you're a Christian or if you're not, you're going to be finding your identity in something. And I think knowing who you are by yourself, like knowing who you are when you're just alone in a room is so helpful. And the Enneagram mm, has just helped yeah. me as a nine to be aware of who I am and what my goals are and what my weaknesses are and just who I am as a person. That is awesome. And I love that. Tell us a tiny bit because you're still developing, but about who you are. And then I'm going to ask Hannah the same thing, but what has it helped you to know about yourself? What are you passionate about? What's your right action as a nine so far at least? Well, one of the things I'm passionate about is definitely women's rights in culture today. I'm not super into it as I'm only 14, but um, just making sure that every voice is heard and that women aren't being pushed down just for being women. And I've also found out a weakness as nine is I can sometimes lean into my six arrow and just get a little anxious when I'm alone. And I've really had to process that I can find that peace in myself when I'm alone. And I don't need to always be surrounded by people. That is beautiful. And you and your daily power workouts have been just an amazing answer to that. A Quite a fluid answer to just some of that anxiety too. Yes, working out has definitely helped me as a body type and as a nine to just find that power and to release all of that body type energy through the workout um and to just keep active you know I can get so slothful if I'm not physically active and that's why I dance three times a week is just because I have to stay active or I'm just gonna fall into like a wrong spot I love that you know that and you know we always hope the best for our family friends and our, our kids especially like I just hope you always embrace that and um whatever you're doing that you know that you're beloved but I love that you know that stuff that is just gold 
And Hannah, what were you going to add? Oh, I was just going to say that um, I think one of the most important things about knowing your type is just that there is room for growth always. Like that is just a human life goal is growth through every season and just through your types and through your personality and relationships. Growth is the ultimate goal. So knowing your struggles and weaknesses and facing them with power and with, you know, conviction and just wanting honestly to become a better person and a better spouse or friend or just person in general that is like the beauty of knowing your type I love that and I think it's so you and your one arrow and that is your first step in your process is that you stay strong in knowing like I love making myself better but I'm already beloved just the way I am with that grace which I know your name means grace and you've embraced that more and more as you've learned about being a four and how hard you could be on yourself or how hard I was on you in the past Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. All types can be hard on themselves sometimes and hard on others. And again, that's just the stages of growth. And we have to learn to forgive ourselves and know that we are forgiven and that we are given grace. So that's so important about learning your type. Well, yeah, I couldn't have said it better. So you guys just totally took over in an amazing way today. Oh Thank you guys so much. Oh, I love you. Of course. Yeah, of course. We are so happy to be on talking to you guys. Yes. Thank you for having us. It was so much fun. Thank you guys. I love you. And I'll talk to you soon. Well, I'll talk to you in like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. See you soon. Bye. I am so glad to have my girls on the show. They are just treasures to me, as is my son. I mean, I can't even talk with any kind of eloquence just to say that they're amazing people and I'm so honored to be in their life. That's all I can say about that. But I do want to say, I know you feel this way or will feel this way about your kids too. As you pour into them, I know you have your dark days where you're like, what is going on? This is so hard. But I also know that God's mercies are new every morning and you're going to be just fine. So just don't look too far ahead on the path. Just enjoy day to day and let each day have its struggles. Let each day have its blessings. If you want your Enneagram kids tests, I mean, you're not going to find an exact test as you know, even for adults, but you can use the Truity tests because they are nice, simple tests that are very kid-friendly, adult-friendly, and they will help you to have a pie chart so you can see, hmm, what triad do they seem to be in? Are they body types like the eights, nines, and ones? Do they seem to be the head types like the five? six and seven. Maybe they seem like they're scoring in the two, three, and four range, and they seem to be heart types. And that can help you to look and see, oh my gosh, I wonder if they're more withdrawing like those, uh, you know, four, fives, and nines, or maybe I'm noticing that they're more aggressive, like the three, seven, eight, or you might say, oh gosh, they're actually, no, they're, they're very compliant dependent, like the one, twos and sixes. So you're, you can see I'm throwing out different groupings because I want you to have a sense of play with your kids so that you don't hold them too tightly to the Enneagram test. And I also want to invite you to go to my website, enneagramandmarriage.com. And I have a spot at the menu called, how do we find our types? And it's just some keywords. So if you're like, I don't even want to give them the test. I just want you to look at that and say, what what words seem to appeal to them when it comes to their gifts, when it comes to them feeling safe, when it comes to them feeling scared, so that you can really have a sense for where they're headed. Obviously, the whole reason behind wanting to know their types is so that you can love and serve together in the best ways possible so that they can have refreshment, healthy tools, healthy awareness, and so that your parenting can be amazing. And that's my hope for you, whether you're a parent now, in the future, grandparent, mentoring kids. I hope this episode was helpful for you. Have a wonderful week and Merry Christmas if you're listening right during the Christmas season. Bye-bye.